Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Donnie's job was to pick the uh, soundtrack today for the first song of the show. You like it? I think it's Taylor Swift. I think it's Taylor Swift. You've heard this song and probably sang along. To What's it. it called? Blank Space. I'm not even. I don't even feel shame. Of course. You know what? It's I think it's per- one of her best. It's the perfect segue. Uh, into into this discussion on a Super Bowl Monday, Pony, a day that Crowley apparently thinks should be a national holiday, uh, which actually might not be the worst take in the world, certainly not the worst Crowley's come up with. Blank space, that's where my football fan heart feels like exists when I watch Patrick Mahomes do Patrick Mahomes things like that. I feel privileged to have, like, you were in the same boat, Donnie wasn't even alive, but you probably, as a little Andrew Filipponi, loved watching Michael Jordan in the early 90s, right? And then as a, a teenage Andrew Filipponi, or about to be teenage, you probably loved watching Jordan in the mid-90s to late-90s, right? Like, you knew you were watching somebody that was the all-time great. Guy that could just will his team to victory. I am fortunate as a sports fan and a guy who does this for a living to get to watch Mahomes do what he does. But it leaves me feeling completely blank as a Steelers fan, thinking about their future as long as that guy exists. So I'm happy that you said it like that because I want to talk to people today about this game and what Pittsburgh has to say about it at 412-928-9370. And the question I wrote down uh, here is how does how does how does Pittsburgh catch Kansas City? How do the Steelers catch the Chiefs? And you know what my answer is? Hmm. They can't. Hmm. You can't win, Rocky. They can't. They can't. There's one, well, there's one way you can even. Tr- there's one way you can really try to do it. There's actually two ways. There's two ways. And I thought you saw yesterday way number two implemented. Have an unbelievably good team with a rookie deal quarterback who plays really well by and large or is in a great, in this sense, is in a great offensive system. That's really what I mean. You have like this revolutionary offensive system. Shanahan and his tree of offense is probably the best in the league next to Andy Reid. That's way number two. Way number one, and this is what's so disheartening about the whole thing is, You'd say, like, find the next Mahomes, right? Caleb Williams, people thinking, like, basic build could be similar to. Or find the next, like, Josh Allen. Drake May gets those comps or the Roethlisberger comps, right? Problem, Pony. Patrick Mahomes has seen actual Josh Allen and guys like that. Actual Joe Burrow in the playoffs. Actual Tom Brady. With the exception of Burrow and Brady twice, and Brady the first time barely at that, he isn't beatable. He just, think about this. There was a a little 
dialogue last night about like how good Brock Purdy was or wasn't. Was that the kind of game that the Purdy haters can embrace or the Purdy defenders can embrace? Forget about it. He went through Josh Allen in his own building, then went through Lamar Jackson in his own building to merely get to this game. He did it with the most flawed version of his team that we have probably seen, at least offensively, since he took over as quarterback. And he did it largely playing, I would say, almost boring football. There's one spectacular throw from yesterday, right? And it's one that probably should have been picked if the Niners defender even realized it was coming. The 52-yarder way across the field. What was the rest of it an exercise in from him? Just chipping away, as a famous guy once said, until finally he chipped away enough that the dam broke and he got what he needed to. I, he's just, he's unfathomable. You say you can't, you can't catch him. That's how I feel. That's why I feel so blank. The Steelers could have a team next year that just for argument's sake, let's say they trade for Justin Fields, a guy talent-wise we know has a lot, right? And let's just say for argument's sake, he thrives in the Arthur Smith offense. And we're not even having quarterback debates because he's going out there throwing three touchdowns or throwing for two and running for another one most weeks. And they look like a juggernaut, right? They could even beat Kansas City in the season, or in the regular season, they're not even going to play him. But they could play them and beat them, and I wouldn't feel good about it in the playoffs. Why? What did Josh Allen do this year? Beat, beat him in, in the, the regular, regular season. season in Kansas City. Yeah. What has Lamar done, I believe? Beaten him in yeah. Kansas City. Yeah, and then they flip a switch in the playoffs. Yeah, man. So I'm with you. That's why I feel like there's just an empty feeling because you don't even feel like it's something worth getting upset about because it's so inevitable. That's how I actually feel about it, man. I used to think that if a quarterback had that kind of cap hit, it was next to impossible for a team to win. He had the biggest cap hit in the league in the league this year, and they just won their second of back-to-back Super Bowls. It, you're right; it was not a good team. It was not a it was not a great real team. real actual it flaws. Super, it was not a Super Bowl team. They had real flaws that opponents, in theory, should have exploited. They led the league in drops. They didn't have a thousand-yard rusher. They didn't have a thousand-yard receiver. Mahomes threw 14 interceptions this year. Their offense, their offense was ranked 15th. I went and looked this up today. The Steelers' offense, which sucked had six games where they scored more than 21 points this year. Mm -hmm. The Chiefs had seven. I know. The Chiefs were, during the regular season, the Chiefs' offense was closer to the Steelers than it was Miami's, the best in the NFL. And they just, uh, they're just getting on planes now to head back to Kansas City after spending the night in Vegas winning a, a third Super Bowl title in this era. He's 28 years old. It just, it makes me... I hate to sound so negative. It's supposed to be kind of a fun, festive day after the Super Bowl's done. You're <laughs> celebrating the football season. But I just, I know what we're in for. I'm I'm battening down the hatches for a discussion about what the Steelers can and can't do with Kenny Pickett back as their quarterback. And it just feels like even the best case scenario, even the people that call in and especially argue with you, Chris, and want to shout you down about, don't give up on Kenny. we never seen him without Matt Canada. Okay. Well, even without Canada, mm-hmm. explain to me how our guy beats that guy. Would you like to know in what the January. Be- would you like to know what the best case scenario is for, for Kenny Pickett in this system that's coming up, Artie Smith's system? I can tell you the exact score of it, actually. It's called 35 to 24. You lose in Arrowhead even after you get out to an early lead. That's that. And, that's seriously look, the best case scenario. And look, man, I get it. Our expectations have obviously changed. Our standards around here have changed. It used to be, for a period of time, about winning a seventh Lombardi trophy and 
each discussion and debate was kind of framed around that. When the Steelers had the killer bees and couldn't get over the top, it's all right, what can they do to beat New England? It was seen as, just, okay, we have to get through this barrier in order to win another championship. Right now, we talk about things like, hey, they won 10 games and they were competitive in Buffalo, so that was actually a good season. It's obviously been a diluted conversation. So if we're cool with that, you know, if if a Steelers season is a success and everything's hunky-dory, if they're just relevant, well, then maybe this conversation that we're starting the show with goes in one ear and out the other. But I'd like to think in my lifetime, I'm a new dad, I'm going to have a daughter that hopefully gets into football, that some of our formative years here are spent watching the Steelers play and win important games. And I just have a hard time right now today wrapping my head around what we're trying to do, what we're looking to do this year, coming anything close to what's happening there. There's no end in sight, and I get it. Brady won his third Super Bowl in 04, and they didn't win another one until 2014. So things can turn on a dime, but that's kind of a... It's a hollow thing for me to take solace in. Do you remember what Brady said about Rodgers late in Brady's career when like, they were talking about, I think, the potential of a Brady-Rodgers Super Bowl? Do you remember what he said? I do not. He said something to the effect of, in, my, in this system that we run here, Aaron Rodgers would already, and this was when Brady had like four of them maybe, or five. He said Rodgers would have seven or eight, right? And what was the implication there? He's more physically gifted. He's just, be- like, there are certain things I, Tom Brady, don't think I'm capable of. Yep. This dude, who is the reason for this conversation, is more gifted than either yeah, of Yeah, that's the thing that makes me honestly want to cry. And I'm not sure it's... E- it, and Rodgers is a top five all-time, I think, pure thrower of the football and everything. I'm not sure it's close as far as the tools in the toolbox yeah, to I play think, the position. I, I, I think you're onto something there. Like, when Montana was winning, there, was, there were obviously discussions about Marino and Elway being more talented quarterbacks than him. He was the guy that won, and you trusted in a big game, and you thought he'd come through clutch, and he'd give you the game-winning drive. But it was never so cut and dried that he was, like, better than those two guys. Uh, Brady, same thing, early in his career especially. Like, yeah, he gets the last laugh in the Super Bowl, but Peyton Manning's winning regular season MVPs. and Kurt Warner the, was the, the MVP the year he won yeah, the first so one. Yeah, so for, like, regular seasons, like, those there was guys arguments. were every bit as good, if not better. Well, they probably were better than him. Uh, n- now he's the most clutch quarterback. He's the best big game quarterback and he also happens to be the best quarterback, the most productive quarterback, and the most talented and skilled quarterback, and he's only in his 20s. And they've proven they can win with kind of boring offense, shoddy teams, yep. especially wide receivers dropping balls left and right during the season around him. Offensive linemen, their best guard, who they're paying $90 million to, doesn't even play yep. in the game last night. The tackles aren't any good. I mean, it's, what's, what's the cope that people are going to have? Dre Greenlaw tore his Achilles up, driving onto the field? I don't, like, I don't know. I don't what's know. the cope? I don't. I don't think that there is a coping mechanism right here in Pittsburgh for Pony, us today. For one, on fourth in the Super Bowl, right? Fourth in the Super Bowl, was there even a slight doubt in your mind that they were picking up that yard after Pacheco got well, stopped? Well, I wasn't sure about if they were picking it up. I knew one thing for sure: he wasn't going to hand the ball off. It was well, going to be in his hands, and he was going to okay. make a play. And I trusted him to make the point. point. So yeah, I thought he. You would. made the point perfectly. I said it to Donnie before the show. I said, you know what's funny about him? He's fully entered this zone at zero point in time. Did I, any point in time, did I think in the run-up to that play right there that I think they were going to get stopped and that was going to be the game? And what did he do? Flawlessly executes the call. Soon as the back gets turned, there he is for eight easy casual yards. He is a he is the terminator. He is the destroyer of all worlds in the NFL.
You go on and win the championship, being the underdog the last three games in the playoffs. Maybe a lesson learned for everybody else out there in the future. Yeah, just know that the Kansas City Chiefs are never underdogs. Just know that. <laughs>Third title in five years for the Chiefs. They join an exclusive club that includes the 70 Steelers in that uh, realm. And Mahomes, with no end in sight, talking about how uh, that affects us in Pittsburgh. What do you have to say about Super Bowl 58? Question I brought up today, how do we catch Kansas City? 412-928-9370. If anybody's got answers on that that make sense, would love to hear them. 412-928-9370. I don't mean to laugh because I want the Steelers to be really good. I'd love to see them win more championships. But you you sounded so hollow there, your voice. How do you how do you do it? You got anything for me? It's like if there's a, you know, like a, I, I'm trying to think of some dis- impending disaster that's going to swallow your house, like a landslide or something like that. How do we stop this? Donnie, Anybody are you anything? more optimistic anything? about this scenario Bueller? than I am? Bueller? I mean, please chime in here. You're the uh, ultimate football guy. I mean, maybe if he retires. You know, injury injury him. or retirement's the only way. Like, injury in any given year, and you don't root for that, right? Obviously. I don't think anybody does. Because, really, Mahomes is pretty likable in a, amongst a sea of unlikable family members. Injury's the only thing. And I know people don't want me to bring this up. Chris, you always like to do this. You're trying to cut down Ben. No, I'm not. In 2008, who knows what that season looks like if Tom Brady doesn't get his knee destroyed in week one. You j- and that's not even being a hater. It's just calling it like it is. They were coming off of an 18-1 and season. He was coming off of his best season. That altered the, the landscape for the rest of that year. Patrick yeah. Mahomes is the new horror movie villain that they're going to make movie after movie. But I think he's scarier about. than like Brady he... ever was. I think he's actually scarier already. Because Brady, there was a defined way you could kill Brady. Yeah. Beat him up the pocket, and he's gonna he will look like an average quarterback. But you can't do that to Patrick Mahomes. This is this is you guys know I'm a big fan of the Halloween movies. This guy is Michael Myers in, in football form. Like, you, you take away his best target. I mean, they just won the, this, their second Super Bowl now without Tyreek Hill. Two of them without a Hall of Fame first ballot wide receiver they, that they willingly traded away. They, they, mm-hmm. the, the offense looks like it's just skidding down the stretch of the season. People are saying, oh, finally, or the Chiefs won't be in the Super Bowl. Yes, mm-hmm. I was saying all well, those things. you wait till we get to January, pal. We'll see what happens then. And when they start playing that music at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. they look down. And Michael Myers ain't there anymore. You think Patrick Mahomes looks both ways before he turns in that station wagon? Very, very good driver, despite um, despite being in the loony so, bin for like 20 years. So I think when they lost to the Raiders, I thought like, man, I had two thoughts run through my head. They look genuinely more vulnerable than they ever have. And then I said, and I stupidly didn't do this, I said, got to put a bet on them right now, no matter what the odds are to win the Super Bowl, because they probably will. Right now, this second, they could lose Chris Jones, probably will lose Chris Jones, who had a huge game for them last night. To free agency, or yep. at least they might. Would you bet on him to, to go in three-peat next year? I would. If you give me the Chiefs or the field to win the Super Bowl next year, I'm taking the Chiefs right now. I have no, even though they might lose their best defensive player by a wide margin, I have no reason not to bet on them right this second well, to win. They also have like this era's Dick LeBeau at defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. What a shrewd move that was by Reed to get Spagnolo, who took down Brady and the undefeated Patriots when he was the defensive coordinator in New York. Now they've got a guy that dials up pressures. He's taken spare parts, and there was a practice squad defensive lineman who forces a fumble on the first possession, and he's beaten Trent Williams one-on-one. Like, 
That's the other thing that they're just, they're well coached. On top of having the best player in the league at the most important position. Spags, Spag, sorry, Pony, one a coda to that. You say he's LeBeau in more ways than one. I think it's important. He is a guy that isn't going to be a head coach again. So when you have somebody who's that key of a cog, and he ha probably had at the age and, and having already tried it, his hand at it, he can be their defensive coordinator for what, as long as he wants to be? Pretty much, yeah. Because <laughs> that, he's even, not getting head coach interviews. That's what I mean. So that's even worse. Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. Help this Bill. man, Pittsburgh. Help him. Fan. Hello, Bill. You know, so you made a point about what we possibly could do to uh, achieve the chief success and all that. Well, you said it already. They have a diamond in the rough with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, we got Mitch Trubisky. I don't know. That still makes me pull my eyeballs out with a spoon. But you look at what they can do. He moves out of the pocket. He's not like Pickett, where every single time he's out of the pocket, boom, sack. Who's and the guy you think so they could smart. find that's like Patrick Mahomes? You said Mahomes is a diamond in the rough. I don't know about that. He was, the what, the 10th pick in the draft. But who's the diamond in the rough you think they can get, Bill? Well, I'd say if you're looking at all the attributes that he has, you have to go with Fields in that situation. Yeah, but the problem is he's the most like gifted, pure thrower of the football of this generation, Mahomes is. And he's phenomenal at reading defenses and manipulating them. I mean, I, I'm, I'm on board. I've said that a couple of weeks ago now that I want Fields. And I, I'm still not going to be so defeatist about it that I'm going to give you some take like it doesn't matter who they pick up. But there's a big part of me that honestly does feel that way. But there's today. a big gap between, well, how do you match Patrick Mahomes? You get Justin Fields. One plus one the, equals two. The thing I like about Fields more than what they have on the team is at this point, you might as well take a big swing. I don't want them to go with a quarterback option that feels like they're just trying to get on base. Okay, like that's not going to work now. You're, you're, you're in a conference that is going to be lorded over by one of the great players in football history. The rules of the sport protect him better now. His head coach said today he's not retiring. The tight end said last night he's going for a three-peat. I mean, those two guys won't be around forever. But at this point, to Donnie, what Donnie said about Tyreek Hill... I have to give them the benefit of the doubt when it comes to replacing even those guys around Mahomes. Uh, so, there's, a, there's a guy, actually, that I think they have on their roster. He's not a tight end like Kelsey, but I think Rashi Rice is going to end up being a very good player. I think they've already started the process of finding somebody very Yes, when reliable. he's not fighting with Mahomes at the end of the I'm game aware. for not getting the ball in the final play. He was right. Is, by, he happened to be correct there, by the way, but yeah, neither but you, here nor there. You can't risk that throw. I don't think in the middle of the field... No, well, I think if Mahomes is so good with his eyes, I'm sure it's also Rice not has his seen first read. That. Like he's going to Kelsey there; it's going to take extra time for him to get back to Rice. Here's Frank on the fan. Hello, Frank. How you guys doing today? We're good, Frank. Kind of. No, it's all right. Going from the game last night, I mean, the biggest thing that's going to stop Mahomes is when Kelsey retires. There's nobody. Uh, the their uh, second tight end Gray is nowhere near the capabilities of Kelsey. Kelsey's basically a, a one of one. So, okay, but I hope you're not saying that. that you, I'm hoping you're not saying that that Mahomes is going to turn into a mortal quarterback when Kelsey Frank, retires. Frank, people said that trading well, Tyreek Hill would be his downfall. When, when uh, Gronk wasn't there for Brady, Brady was he was still elite, but he had a little mortality in him. That's all I'm saying. Two, you can look at the Steeler roster all you want. That thing needs a 200 point restoration from not even in the. We're not even in the same time zone. All right, I agree. I agree right with now. you there, and it's mainly because of quarterback. Yeah, yeah, but there's other got, holes. Yeah. Uh, 
Here, I'm sorry, this is what undercuts Frank's point about Kelsey retiring is going to be the, the big thing that, that knocks Mahomes down a peg and, may, and returns him to the land of mortals. As you already said, as other people have said, that was supposed to happen when they traded Tyreek Hill. It didn't. Can you imagine how, how easily they would have cruised to the Super Bowl this year if Tyreek Hill was still on that roster somehow? Would uh, anyone have been within I know, 30 right? points of them? I wouldn't have bet against them in every game like I did. Uh, Man, by that's the way, why you're going to be doing a shame. I, 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 I hate to be the person to point this out, but when they had that 28 to three comeback against the Falcons, you know where Rob Gronkowski was home, out injured, not playing in the game. So, not that I want to uh, put more feathers in Brady's cap and pat him on the butt, but he orchestrated the best comeback in Super oh, Bowl you know, history here, without Gronkowski. Here's another thing uh, I'm thinking about when we just try to talk about catching Mahomes. You know who probably gets less credit than anybody in Kansas City for what they are and probably deserves a lot more than he does is Veach, their GM. Karloftis was making plays and getting pressures yesterday like Mc, uh, McDuffie made a huge tackle late when the Niners were clearly trying to play keep away and win the game with a field goal. Yep. Like they got, they keep finding players in the draft and that's the one X factor you have to give them credit for. I honestly haven't even thought about it, but I get asked it. I mean, I'm still kind of in awe of the, the game and, and what went on there. So um, I really haven't thought why or what or anything else, but people keep asking me. And I, I keep saying, why did Belichick and Pete retire? You know, those guys, they ask those old guys a question, but I'm, I'm the old guy now. Andy Reid. His third Super Bowl win said after the game he's not retiring, he's going to go for a three-peat. He joins Chuck Knoll and others with three-plus Super Bowl uh, wins. Fan Hotlines brought to you by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh Trusted Plumbing and HVAC provider over 50 years. Did you see the graphic that went out? Uh, quarterbacks with uh, three Super Bowl rings, and it was... Mahomes, Montana, and Brady, they just left Bradshaw out, just pretended like he never even... What about Troy Aikman? Troy Aikman. Well, Troy Aikman's got a beef with Oh, poor Mahomes. Troy. Yeah. What's the Mahomes-Aikman uh, tweet? I got it for you. Aikman got very sensitive about something the, the a couple athlete, years ago. Yeah, so in September 23rd, 2019, so after Mahomes' first full season as a quarterback where they lost in the AFC title game, Athletic Kansas City. In case you missed it, Patrick Mahomes has thrown 36% of Troy Aikman's career touchdown passes in about 8% of the, the games Troy Aikman did it in. Troy Aikman quote tweeted that, in case you missed it, talk to me when he has 33% of my Super Bowl titles, and that one might be the world historic worst aging tweet of all time. Troy, he's 100% of the way there, and I think almost a mortal lock to get past you. Uh, also, let's not overlook the fact that we also now have a two-time Super Bowl champion, Chris Oladokun. That's right. Two-time Super Bowl champion, Chris Oladokun. He's Brock, the, Brock Purdy might be Mr. Irrelevant playing in all these games. Oladokun's got hardware, baby. He's the only guy from that draft with rings. That's right. Purdy got uh, stoned last night by by uh, Mahomes. Obviously, Kenny having some difficulty with that here in Pittsburgh. Kevin Colbert on what made Oladokun such a worthwhile pick. Chris Oladokun, he was a triple transfer, started off at South Florida, went to Samford University, and then graduated from Samford and took a grad senior year at South Dakota State and really did a nice job. He ended up, I believe it was 25 touchdown passes. We had good grades on him coming out of there, played in the NFL PA game, and we decided, look, we wanted to add another quarterback 
to our roster. And this young man, we brought him in for a pre-draft visit, very mature, very smart, impressed us not only off the, on the field, but with his off the field talents and intelligence and just demeanor. And impressed you so much he didn't get, I think, one live rep in training camp and he was cut Correct. almost immediately. I'm, I'm terrified at how fast you had that queued up after I even made mere mention of Oladokun. I really am. I'm, I'm horrified. What do people in Pittsburgh want to say about last night's Super Bowl? Let's find out. 412-928-9370. Here is John on the fan. Hello, John. Uh, good afternoon, fellas. Uh, I think you got to swing big. Uh, and when I mean swing big, uh, maybe trade T.J. Watt. I mean, honestly, you need a quarterback. Last night proved it. The last four teams left in the playoffs. Goff, uh, Mahomes. Uh, Jackson, Purdy, the Purdy, and then the the, the two time league MVP, who by the way is in our division. Mm-hmm. I'm hey John. So, I like that you said swing big, and then you said something that's probably going to rankle a lot of people around here because, quite honestly, if you get the right return there, if somebody's willing to part with two firsts or something like that, I would do it too. I think you have the the right basic mindset. You know what else you probably shouldn't do if you're a team trying to catch uh, Patrick Mahomes' pony. Pay a running back any kind of significant money whatsoever. Do you see this chart going up? Ready for it? Go ahead. The average uh, cap percentage for the starting running back of the last 10 Super Bowl champions. Average. Yep. 0.65% of the cap. And Mahomes was the leading rusher for Kansas City last night, too. The only guys going back to 2009 who have accounted for more than 2% of their team's salary cap as the starting running back. It happened three years in a row. Bradshaw for the Giants in 2011, Ray Rice for the Ravens in 12, and then the grand champion at accounting for a whopping 6.2% Marshawn Lynch in 13. And the Steelers want to build their offense around their running backs. Yep. Um, You know, I said when Ron, before he retired, first wrote about the Watt trade, I dismissed it very quickly and said, I don't want to trade my best player for question marks for draft picks. I mean, those draft picks could, could turn into Devin Bush and Artie Burns. Mm-hmm. But after watching that game last night, I completely get that take. I do. You, you've got to do something. You've got to do something adventurous. You've got to do something extreme. Or you can just stay where you are. Be middle. Be middle, stay middle, live middle. Have a good team every year, but not great. And just be satisfied with that. Relevance. Go into week 18 and we're looking at playoff scenarios and we're in the hunt and we get a fun game where we're rooting for our team to lose, our team to win and two other teams to lose. But then you're cannon fodder if you get in for a real team. Who are then cannon fodder for the Chiefs, even if the oh, Chiefs are Oh, no, maybe not starting... even cannon fodder. Maybe you'll lose the game by seven points and we'll come on the air and we'll give them props for a moral victory. <laughs> Here is Brett on the fan. Hello, Brett. How you doing, fellas? Hey, hey Brett. Brett. What's up? Hey, um... The, the props last night, uh, if anybody bet the uh, 49ers, are going to be crazy. Of course, I took uh, Mahomes plus the two. And, uh, Congratulations I took on all your the, success, Brett. Yeah, and also I took the uh, prop where Purdy. Oh, no, his rushing prop, and you lost it on the kneel down. Yard. Oh, no, no, Brett. Yep. No, no, I didn't lose it. It was oh. 12 and a half. Two and oh, a half. Well, he, Twelve and a half. He must have got it at a good number. Somebody, somebody sent to me uh, a guy named Tigerberg sent it that they lost the Purdy rushing prop by that via that kneel down. Yeah. I also heard this great like anecdote yesterday. Uh, friend of a friend, we'll we'll call it, 
had gotten what they thought was inside information on the length of Reba McIntyre's pregame, like her dress rehearsal, opened up an account, put a nice, healthy free wager on it, because she added the second brave. She did. By the way, Brett, don't go for two if you score a touchdown on your first drive. I know. With all the plays that Andy Reid has dreamed up and cooked up, all his corndog plays uh, for two-point conversion calls. So you might not even get the ball again in that situation, Kyle. Just, just atrocious a, strategy yeah, by him. Another, really bad another job. big game where he comes up small despite having and I, listen, I'm one of the people who touts his reputation as this offensive genius. I don't think he should have kicked a field goal. With the, I think they should have gone for it on fourth down there. Well, you know what I always say there. That's going out on your shield if you go for it. Because I, that's what I would expect. Fo- follow more. me here for a second. If they go for it, and let's say they don't get it, mm-hmm. and now all the Chiefs need to do is, get a is kick goal. a field goal to win the game. If they're presented with that fourth and one backed up in their own territory, and they know if they don't get it, San Francisco, all they need is a field goal to win. How do they handle it? I think they punt. Uh, maybe, although I think they in, have football Jesus, and so they I might know, have just done I the think, same thing. I know, but I think Reed is more conservative in those he situations is. than he probably should be. He is. He is. He's actually, I think he's known for being not great with that, which is odd. A lot of the guys who have the reputations as the best offensive minds in the league, Reed, Shanahan, and McVay, I'm pretty sure, just off the top of my head, all three of them also have a re- reputation for being poor and conservative in those in-game settings. Like, they make the wrong decision way, especially McVay, way more than you would think. I know some people got mad at me on Twitter for saying it was a bad decision last night. Colin was one of those people who said he was just resting his defense. No, he wasn't. And even then, I don't even really care about rest for my defense. I'm expecting them to score no matter what. And then I'm going to get the ball back and win the game there. Here's John on the fan. Hello, John. Hello. Hello. A bit of speculation on uh, the uh, reason for that uh, dust-up initiated by our tight end, our tight end, Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was coming off the field after Pacheco fumbled, correct? Yeah. And, and he, he was, well, he was yeah, he wasn't on the field for... He was on the sideline He was on the sideline for the play. So he was, uh, the speculation is he was extremely angry that he wasn't on the field in that formation. Well, either that, but I was thinking... He bumped into him because he didn't like the play call. And the reason I think he doesn't like it is the uh, Chiefs are getting stuffed by and large by the 49ers front four or five in the run. Now, my thinking is almost ranked speculation, but a play-action pass gives you the greater percentage or possibility of making a completed uh, pass. All right, I no. get what you're saying, John, but is this you giving Travis Kelsey a free pass for shoving Andy Reid? Oh, no, 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 not at all. That was out of line. Obviously. You're just speculating yeah. on why he was mad. Yeah. I think it's I think it's even simpler than what you're saying about like play selection. He wanted to be in the He's game. He's like, he I'm your best player that isn't named Patrick Mahomes. Why am I not on the field? I gotta I gotta admit something. I agree with a lot of the reaction from guys like Tyreek Hill and AJ, AJ Brown. Brown about this. If Antonio Brown did that to Mike Tomlin in a playoff game, the guys at halftime would have said, Usher can wait. We need to talk about this for an extra five minutes. And probably every single person on that panel would have said, 
this is why Antonio Brown isn't a Hall of Famer, and this is why they should get rid of him. And then even if the Steelers won the game, mm-hmm. we would have taken phone calls on it the next day saying that they need to trade, trade Antonio Brown. Yeah. Yeah, I think Kelsey's getting a free pass and doesn't deserve one. I think it's way out of line. I don't. The, the most charitable thing people have tried to say is, well, he's just so competitive in the heat of the moment. That It, it was a Bush League move by him. Here's what he – I think I have the audio. Here's what he said about it to Booger McFarlane after the game. When you and Andy Reid had that, what I call a very engaging conversation. Oh, you guys saw you guys saw that. What was the conversation well, about? Was it there were a few cameras? I mean, was it? Hey, I need the ball. I can help us win. What was that about? Uh, man, it was. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it between us unless my mic up tells the world. But uh, I was just telling him how much I love him. He's a likable guy. He's dating one of the biggest celebrities, if not the biggest, on planet Earth. And I think he gets preferential treatment for that because of it. A hundred percent. Like. They had the video, they had a sideline reporter, and I even felt after it happened, Romo and Nance wanted to tiptoe around it oh, they because didn't they touch did it. not want to criticize they didn't him touch for it. it. They didn't touch it. No, I think every... But play, if a like, ter- imagine if Terrell Owens said that to Andy Reid in the Super Bowl when he was in Philadelphia. They would have taken him off the field in handcuffs in that moment. Yeah, they would have gotten Eagles Dom to come off the sideline security team and arrest his own player. Citizens arrest. I, I thought it was BS move by Kelsey. I really did. I thought it was a BS move. Um... I, I, he should be catching a lot more crap for it, and it was pretty obvious. But they won the game, so to the victor goes the spoils. Yeah, and he, kind and of he thing. was really good down the stretch. Don't get me wrong; he was huge. He made huge plays. I thought there were multiple times where he was going to score a walk-off touchdown, and then the conspiracy theories would have really ratcheted it up into overdrive. But I think Belichick would have benched a player for that. So here, let me ask you this: Then, is it to Reed's credit that because this Reed handled it? I think the way Tomlin handles a lot of these things. Yes, he's too damn good. Yep, I have to. I have to play him. Why would I bench him? Right, and I think that's the right call in the Super Bowl. I it will. Is. I will go to my grave saying Belichick. Some of like the weirdos that freak out about like in a good way, like say Bill is such a great coach, he wouldn't even let Malcolm Butler slide in the Super Bowl. That cost him the Super Bowl, probably. Well, and what he did with Welker in that playoff yes. game against the Jets before they played the Steelers because of the the Foot jokes fetish. about. Yeah. By the way, Rex Ryan, when he saw that washing of feet. Video, you know we hit the DVR to go back and watch oh, that again. Can't do that to old Rexy. <laughs> Don't you think? Can't do that to old Rexy in the Super Bowl. Rex got awfully excited uh, adult, there. Adult content. Uh, as I By look the at way, the TV about... right now, and there's Nick Wright sitting on a yeah, uh, yeah. G how, drone. How a drone. About, how about uh, two two commercials for uh, for the big guy for 14 million bucks? The He Gets Us commercials yeah. or whatever? Yeah, those are so easy to identify, like, right at the start. I just kind of tune my brain out. How about the real commercial surprise? The big not guy. Even, not even the surprise of the night. You know, we say, what would Jesus do? Would he spend $14 million on Super Bowl? No, I think he would think that that was a bad use of yeah. funds. Um, I would tell you this. The real, the pop for commercials that happened in the Muller house, when those big Clydesdales came back on the screen, baby. Yeah, th- those are always a hit. Oh, uh, why uh, did they also, go away? There should be a Clydesdales commercial every year. We, we also got a nice tribute to Carl Weathers. Yes. Yep. During the game. That, that was Gronk nice. Missed. Uh, Gronk kick live because it sure, yes, looked, it was. sure looked pretty warm out there, and it was 40 degrees in Vegas for that game. Fake, fake laugh by Nance. One of those. <laughs> like like uh, Big Lebowski, Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> That's wonderful.
Did you see the videos of Jason Kelsey out after the game celebrating with I, Travis? I actually and did Taylor? Not. Just wild. Get a Ray Mysterio mask. Yeah, he on, had I a think. luchador mask on, and he's just at these clubs in Kansas City Chiefs overalls, loving having life. the time of his life. Yeah. Did Taylor look like she was having a good time? She's at the game with uh, Blake Lively. Blake Lively, who is married to Ryan Reynolds. I, I learned that last night. And Ice Spice. Okay, I didn't. I didn't know who that was. Donnie had to fill me in on who oh, Ice Spice I, I was. I had to ask. I had to ask friends too. Okay. Blake Lively is. Um, wow, we're the least hip show in America. Blake Lively's. What do you guys do well? Well, we talk about sports and pop culture. Do you know who Ice Spice is? Then obviously you knew who Ice Spice was. Pardon. Old Spice. Ice Spice. I didn't see Justin Watson turn up in any of those videos. I did send him a text after the game. Still waiting to hear back. You I'm, know, not, I'm not offended or disappointed yet. He came on with us I after wish the Kenny Super Bowl a last happy year. birthday multiple years ago and never got a text back. Maybe that's why his career so far has struggled. You text Malsey back and maybe things are a little different here. What a career Watson's had. He, re- he, he had a nice three little rings. game. He's played with legit the hey, two best He had a nice little game, time. three and 54 yeah, he did. last now, night. Nice little game He did have him. a little bit of a drop. He did. But... That the play, this was more of a Mahomes play, but the catch he made on third down yep. at the end of the first half yep. Big sets play. up that field goal so they're down one possession and they're not shut out yep. in the first half. No team that had ever been shut out in the first half had won the Super Bowl. Blake Lively, I was trying to say, I got like the Joe Starkey, Brooklyn Decker disease where I just couldn't speak. She is very attractive. Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, Taylor Swift is a, is a very attractive woman and very talented. They're both very talented women. Blake Lively is stunning. I mean, I was just sitting there like staring at the TV like an idiot. I liked when people took the picture of Taylor Swift, her friends, Jason Kelsey and Donna Kelsey reacting to the last play. Yeah. And then made it look like they were all on a roller coaster on its descent. <laughs> Did you see that, Donnie? They put like the yes, splash. That was very good. That was very well frame done. around it. It looked exactly uh, like people I... react when they're on a roller coaster. Real, it was re- unbelievable. Real quick question. Um, well, two of them. One is a very fast one. Do you have the Russian call of the final play? Yeah, I do not. Donnie will have to get that for us. Donnie, you got to find the Russian because they're known for being extremely underwhelming calls. Like they just call like it's nothing happening. Um, I do have the Nickelodeon call. Did you feel, hold on before you play that. Did you guys feel, uh, maybe it's me because Romo stepped all over the call and maybe the call makes the play more dramatic. The play itself was like one of the most oddly anticlimactic Super Bowl winning plays I because could ever remember. Because it was so easy. The guy was wide open. Well, it, you know what it felt like? Remember when James White completed that that comeback? It felt like that. Like just a very blasé play that almost everyone, even the reactions at first were kind of blasé Well, that's from because the, the guys didn't know. Like this is what Mahomes said about McCole Hardman afterwards. Back in the set here. Patrick hey, Mahomes. Can I tell a quick funny story? Please. <laughs> I threw a touchdown to this dude at the end of the game. And he looked at me, I said, and he had no idea. I said, dude, we just won the Super Bowl. And he, 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 he blacked out. He had no idea. I was like, bro, because he, he didn't even celebrate at the beginning. I'm like, what are we doing? Hey, I think you were talking about okay, yeah. Yeah, I don't think the overtime rules really articulated well to most people. They, they Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Apparently put them on the Jumbotron in the stadium there. I just still can't get over Kyle Juszczyk saying, yeah, we didn't really know what the hell was going on there. We just kind of were doing our thing in overtime. I can't get over CBS saying we got the script from the NFL and it's going to be an overtime game. Oh, McManus. Yeah, yeah the first double overtime game in Super Bowl history. Holy cow, right. they were a few seconds away from that. Here's Bob on the fan. Hello, Bob. How you doing? Hey, man. I just want to chime in on this. I know Shannon is a... Oh, genius guru, the whole nine yards. But people say, why Why does he come up short? It seems super simple, but see if you, what you thought. That that play, that drive on overtime, they had McCaffrey in the backfield, in the backfield, running, play action, emergency dump off, 20-plus yard gain. He gets inside the 10-yard line, and all of a sudden, he wants to show how versatile McCaffrey is by putting him outside. Do you know what San Fran said whenever they did that? Thank you, God. Maybe now KC. we know. I mean, yeah, like what Casey's defense said that. Thank you, God. Now we know where you you could try some gadgetry, but when he's in the backfield, we are clueless as to how to stop you. I actually that agree with you, Bob. Yeah, that's a really good point, I agree Bob. with you. Thank you for the call. I was I'm talk- happy that you waited on hold to make that point. I was talking with friends about that. I think Bob's 100% on the money. When they just lined up McCaffrey and ran the ball, I know it sounds like simpleton offense, but their running game's obviously great and, and very versatile. When they lined him up and ran him, the Chiefs rarely had a consistent answer for it. And the one time I thought in the game maybe there was a seed of doubt that Mahomes might lose, it was when they just started pounding McCaffrey again in the fourth quarter. The 49ers didn't, didn't deserve to win the game. None of their oh, no, they didn't. None, they of their, didn't. none of their offensive players had big enough games. McCaffrey averaged 3.6 yards per carry. Samuel, I, thought, I think, was under uh, 40 yards. Jawan Jennings uh, was their best player. Ayuk caught the ball three times, yeah. Kittle had two catches for four yards. Jawan Jennings was their best player, and if they had won the game, it would have been a travesty if he didn't win MVP. And he was 300-1, to Mulsey. Oh, that would have been And he threw nice... a touchdown, they said on the broadcast, at Tennessee. He was a big quarterback recruit. Yeah. The guy that caught the touchdown pass? The Rocket Man himself. Josh Dobbs. No way. Yeah. Guy that was uh, at my house to watch the Super Bowl said... I had a, par- a a prop bet in more than two players attempt to pass in the game. How about that one hitting very <laughs> early on? Well, I, I love throwing that one in. You've done that before. You've yeah. won on that. Yeah. I mean, we all hurt. I mean, everyone knows how it feels and um, don't have a lot of words for it. But obviously we're hurting. Our team's hurting. But that's how it goes when you put yourself out there. I'm real proud of our guys for no regrets with our team. I thought our guys played so hard today. Not everything was perfect by no means, but um, I'm going to lose with a group of guys. Let's do with those guys anytime. And um, we'll take some time. We'll get over this and um, come back next year ready to go. Kyle Shanahan now three double-digit blown leads in the Super Bowl, two with the Niners against Mahomes, and then when he was the offensive coordinator in Atlanta. You can follow us on Twitter, brought to you by South Hills Kia, Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. 412-928-9370 to join our conversation about the game last night. And the Steelers. How did the Steelers catch the Chiefs? 
412-928-9370. I said they can't. And I wonder if people agree with me on that. Dejected, very dejected Kyle Shanahan. Ryan Clark said something about losing the Super Bowl that I wanted to play for you after the game last night. This is his take on what that experience is like when you're on the losing end of things. The one we lost to the Packers, I remember everything about the confetti because it's falling on my head as Mike Tomlin puts his arm around me and we're walking off the field. I don't care what anybody says. Mm. Going to the Super Bowl and not winning it is, to me, worse than never going. (laughs) I would have rather been at my house with popcorn and Diet Coke and finger foods watching somebody else play the Packers, watching the New York Jets and Rex Ryan play the Packers other than losing it. Like, it's that miserable of an experience. Uh, You know, James Harrison walking up to me at the the party after, because you still got to have the party. We might as well just get tore up and dance. Mm -hmm. Like, we lost already. Getting on the elevator and Troy Palomalu and Ike Taylor are hugging and embracing and crying. You know what I mean? It was almost like mourning a death. And so for me, I would rather just not even get to that point and just be like the other 30 slubs you end up as (laughs) from not winning it. Okay, so I was today years old when I learned that there's still a post-Super Bowl party for the losing team. Oh, yeah. Did you know that? Yeah, that was... Really? yes. Yes, I did. Donnie, did you know that? I did not. A player I feel like very recently talked about partying after they lost the Super Bowl, and that was that clicked in. I was like, "Oh yeah, for probably the last twenty years." But it years, sounds all like it's like a like it's part of it. Not only routine, but it sounds like it's arranged. Like it's yeah. not an impromptu well, thing. Like, like let's go I to remember, the bar and drown our sorrows. No, they we're still going to have out a place. And Snoop Dogg is going to play our Super Bowl party, whether we beat the Packers or lose. You, you win would, the Super Bowl, you get Creed. You lose it, you get a lesser light. I would not want to. I would not be in the mood. It doesn't sound like Ryan was either to party after a lot of angry losing the Super Bowl. Like, don't you think after the alcohol starts flowing, if there's a teammate who was mad at a fellow teammate for a play in the game, they'd, like, get up and get in their face? I, I, I remember, what was it, 46? Is that whenever Gronk had, like, the bad ankle, but then he was spotted out dancing afterwards? See, I, I didn't know that was a Super Bowl party. I thought that was, like, his just party. kind of his, Gronk his being doing Gronk. because he's I mean, Gronk. It's, it's Gronk. General principles, you'd be right to think yeah. that. Um, They lose in Dallas to Green Bay. And they're still a party. And you've got Casey Hampton moonwalking at a... At a hoedown. They're going to a hoedown in Dallas. I'm completely flummoxed by that. Um, That doesn't sound fun. I think I'd want to be in a room with my family and I'd want to get room service and get on the plane to go back home. Yeah. Um, I know like when there's a big heavyweight boxing match, like a title fight, both fighters have an after party, whether they win or lose. Sometimes they show up at each other's after party if they're like actual friends. He says like morning of death. That's like an Irish wake. That's right. like people partying Correct. after I someone think, dies. I actually think that's the good way to put it. The sports version of an Irish wake is you're going there to get all ripped. Uh, clearly Clark, though, a fan of deviled eggs. He wanted finger foods. He said, I'd rather be eating finger foods. I, I have to imagine he's a deviled eggs man. I was sick for the entire weekend. And so I didn't get any of the – it's the first time in my life I did not get to partake in a Super Bowl uh, Super Bowl menu yesterday. You were that sick? Yeah. And then, like, overnight you flipped the switch, much like the Chiefs in the playoffs. I think it's the adrenaline from the game. So you think you're going to be sicker tomorrow and maybe out? I don't know, but even, like, last night, I had a fever Saturday night going into Sunday. Last night checked 982 it's like my body was willing me to come in and work with you today. Like, come on, you can do this. You've got takes to get off your chest Jack about Youngblood. this game. 
playing with a broken, <laughs> with a broken, broken the leg. Bowl. Yeah. Here is Vincent on the fan. Hello, Vincent. Hey, guys. Um, the first thing I wanted to say more so about the game is the thing that bothered me about the overtime isn't even so much the Niners taking the ball. It's not going for it on fourth down. I just think with Mahomes, you know he's going to score. So I don't know. Your best chance is to get a touchdown. And also, if they don't get it, like you said, they would have been pinned back if they're on like 10 or 9. The th- yes, and the thing about giving the, the Chiefs the ball second that makes them even harder to stop is they've got four downs right. every yeah. time instead of three. So that's why like it's I almost better to to punt and not even score than it is to score three there because three Garrett three or seven guarantees Correct. that they will take yeah. all yeah, four that, downs. That, that's another reason why they should have gone for it on fourth down there. Yeah, absolutely. And going with Christian McCaffrey too, I just think you should have gone to your best play for you going down, go down swinging, and then the third, the third and four, and the fourth where he threw it to Jen to was it Jennings? Yeah. So I just think that cost him. And like I know we talk a lot about like. Steelers and their heartbreaks over the years. I just can't even imagine being a Niners fan, like having that walk off their NFC title games. Like I don't Vincent, know. I you know can't what would bug the hell out of me if I were a Niners fan? Like, what do we always hear? Like every, even you know, fans, people who never played the game, people who did play the game, they all say about football, it's the ultimate and truest team sport. You have to know in your heart of hearts as a Niners fan that top to bottom, you have a better overall team. Yeah. Except absolutely. they have one guy. Well, two. Kelsey's. I mean, Kelsey's awesome. They have two guys, but especially one, who makes all of that irrelevant. That would be if the Steelers were the Niners in this equation, just hypothetically, and having the same thing happen to them twice, I would be sick to my stomach at the thought that in the ultimate team game, my team had been built very well and kept losing narrowly to that dude. That would hurt exactly. that would hurt a lot, man. Yeah, I just it just feels. It also just feels kind of Patriots like too, just the way that they. Just oh, I think it's up. Vincent. I think it's worse, brother. You know why? The Patriots was always Brady in an OC working for a defensive mastermind head coach. Mm-hmm. Now it is a more talented guy naturally with the coach that is best positioned to take the most advantage of his. See talents. now we're talking. This is why I wanted the Ravens to beat the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game to make you feel like it was possible. To make me feel like there's not another dynast- dynastic team. So, so hold on, the Burrow, the Burrow win the over ground. them in the AFC title game, coming from way behind to do it, no less, didn't really, obviously it didn't, because what do they do? Get right back up and keep going. Yeah. Well, Vincent, you kind of, I mean, well, was this a, is where it, we started the show. Vincent, was this was a very good open. call by you. Yeah, I don't want to make you feel bad. This Anything is a good on call, the Steelers, good Vincent? takes, but woof. Yeah, the Steelers, I, I agree to swing for a quarterback. Like, that's your only hope to get anywhere close. Like, I almost didn't even want to talk about it because it just – I already know how the Steelers operate, and they're not – like, I just – it's going to be a long time until we win. When I was talking to my friend last night, and we saw Cam at the at the begin, at the pregame, and I remember he texted me. He's like, sadly, this is the only time we'll see him in the Super Bowl. And, like – That's a I was great – that is a that is a, that is a a very honest but I think correct thing to say. He's never- Hayward talking before the start of the game yep. is the closest the Steelers are going to get to a Super Bowl in a while. Javon Hargrave getting a sack in the Super Bowl made me feel the same way. Ray Ray, Ray McLeod Muff- touching the ball yes. <laughs> made me feel the same way. Like, ex-Steelers, their involvement in the Super Bowl, living vicariously through them. Like, hey, there are miracle stories in sports. There have been worst-to-first examples. I mean, the... I think when the 49ers won the Super Bowl in 81, they were in last place the year before. I mean, sometimes those things do happen. But I, I, I just feel like we would need a sports miracle 
to an injury. Something, yeah, well, and yeah. And then and the problem is you have Josh Allen lined up, C.J. Stroud lined up, Lamar Jackson lined up. Joe Burrow coming Her- back. Justin Herbert with a real head coach lined up. Am I forgetting anybody? I think I actually am. You have the Browns who... Aaron Rodgers coming least, back. Yeah, you have the Browns who at least look like a good enough roster to be very much in your way, whether you think Watson will be good or not. Oh, hold on. You have Trevor Lawrence who were all... He would be an obvious upgrade over Kenny Pickett. I even, like... I would be cautiously optimistic that maybe they would pull the best version of Justin Fields out of him and that that guy might end up making them a very interesting team. Like, you'd go into games maybe against a Mahomes or an Allen offensively feeling like there was a puncher's chance to actually stay with them. But doesn't it make more sense to, at the very least, consider what Justin Fields has actually done in the NFL? Isn't that evaluation more relevant than what he ultimately was pre-draft? I would say it is. Yeah, I I think you're right, but don't you... Well, here's why I think the Steelers still go back to that. Like, they think if they get that player in their system or in their building or in their uh, culture, that it'll that work. It's going to mm. get what they th- well, that's thought the, of the player yes. before that's he arrogant, went to though. this other. Oh, sure. Of course. That, and that's where I think their arrogance blinds them sometimes because maybe if they. But, you know what? If you're a team like Kansas City and you're trying to fill in parts around Mahomes with like role players, I think you can realistically say that about it. But for the purpose of this discussion, the fact that we know and that the biggest insider in the NFL is willing to say on a much-watched and much-listened-to show, Tomlin, and he didn't say it past tense, he didn't say he liked Justin Fields coming out of Ohio State. Currently. He said he likes him a lot. Mm-hmm. Hasn't the, the flame has not extinguished for Justin Fields with Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Schefter's doing any of this accidentally. I also think McAfee is a show they desperately, as a network, want to be a big show and want it to succeed. And so I think from when you're getting that from Schefter right there, you're probably getting him pulling well, fewer punches and being very transparent. And, and here's why I think that there's still a chance of this happening. Even though we, even though Rooney seemed to want to poo-poo them doing anything aggressive or huge at the quarterback position when he did his media tour last week. Mm-hmm. He wanted to make sure he got that. Let me clarify what I told Pompiani. I'm of the belief that for the most part, what Tomlin wants, Tomlin gets within reason. And there are obviously exceptions, and there are some checks and balances within the Steelers organization. By and large, they they impart and give their head coach so much power and so much authority that I think the vast majority of the time, if Tomlin is set on something, they're going to try to make it happen. Now, maybe there are constraints, and they're not always going to move heaven and earth per se, but they'll do what he wants. And the fact that here comes a guy that he thought was a franchise quarterback, an elite quarterback, I think had him rated higher than Kenny, and now he's available? And he's already talked about how he wants competition. Well, there wouldn't I, be comp, but that would not be competition. You'd I know, be bringing but fields in to be the. But man. Mike would have the competition. Iron sharpens iron. Thing he'd fall back on that, even though he w- would go into it with the assumption and with the belief that Fields was going to be his quarterback, and so something you, horrendous or catastrophic so would have say, to happen for that to change. Yes, so you say that Mike, generally, in your opinion and understanding of things as they are over there, gets what he wants. Yeah. But I also do think... Like, sometimes there's, like, like uh, Rooney stepping in and getting rid of I think Canada Art helps, would be an exception. I think Art helps step in and make the Kenny pick. And I think Art, because of his family's history with pit quarterbacks who they feel they should have taken, Reed, Dan Marino, 
this might be one of those times where Art is more invested in giving Kenny Pickett one more chance before he gets known as, in his mind, I don't think this would be the case, the guy who gave up on Kenny too early. I think this could be an area where Art steps in and is a little bit uh, hesitant to do that kind of a deal. I, I don't think you're wrong about that, but I, but I think you could twist his arm and persuade him that going with Fields isn't necessarily giving up on Kenny. Because Pickett still has two guaranteed years on his contract. Fields only has one. And it's not going to probably take a first-round pick to get Fields. And you could you could make an argument, hey, uh, or why don't we try to have it both ways here and have both of these young quarterbacks on our roster and just let the best Do you know why win. I don't like and that? And if Fields doesn't play well this year, well, then we still have Kenny on the back burner for 2020. Do you know why I don't like that? One, it's just – it's almost defeatist by its very nature as an argument you'd have to make in favor of keeping them both around. Two, say Fields does, disaster scenario is he just isn't good here and it just looks like maybe he's a bust. Then you're going back to Pickett after you have benched him for a year on his last year trying to figure out what he is when most people I think on the outside already feel like it's pretty obvious what he is and that's not good enough and you are just continuing to kick the can down the road with finding a new quarterback. Yeah, the I don't only, know I don't know if, I don't know if they'd ever go back to Kenny in that situation, but you you would try to But that's you such would a try weird to way pers- to try to persuade Art. Well, you, what else do you come up with, Chris? I mean, if 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 Tomlin gets it in his head that he wants Fields and he's never going to get another opportunity to get Fields and he's getting tired of uh just having winning seasons and not having much to show for it and he gets pissed off that people in this town like us criticize him for not winning playoff games and just having decent records like he he knows the same there's the same elephant in the room with him that we just talked about i guarantee you i don't know if it happened today but don't you think they have to be having conversations about where they are relative to what the chiefs are they doing better. how do we ch- how do we close the gap well, here's a quarterback that is very, very talented that is available only because the team that drafted him has fallen into the first overall pick. And thinks there's a more talented guy out there yeah. for him. Yeah, otherwise they wouldn't be getting rid of Fields. No, they'd be trying to make it work. They'd be continuing to build around him with their extra draft I picks. Just, I do think the best argument for almost saying we're going to maintain both of them, even if you never intend on Pickett getting the job back, is if Fields stinks and then you have Pickett for one more year, I don't think you'd be... Like, next year's quarterback class, not this this one right now. We know what it is. Apparently, the 2025 class is seen as pretty weak on paper right now. So, like, that one year, maybe you wouldn't feel like you were missing out. And maybe if Kenny goes back in there, you're, you know, then you're setting yourself up to get one. But so I guess, you know what? I'm trying to articulate and haven't done a great job of it. So much of what you're talking about, I understand it's about Fields, who does have that ceiling that, that tempts you. But, man, I keep coming back to what does either guy matter? Either, does Rooney or Tomlin getting their way in this matter? Does Justin Fields really make that much of a difference? I think all we're doing is betting on hope. 412-928-9370 is the Edgar Steiner Associates fan text line. Adam Schefter saying on Pat McAfee's show just a little while ago that Mike Tomlin likes Justin Fields, and the Steelers are going to add another quarterback. Are you hoping Fields to the Steelers happens? 412-928-9370. That's 412-928-9370. Here is Tim on the fan. Hello, Tim. Tim, how you doing? Hey. I'm sorry. Hey, uh, not, not to be funny, but why do we always do that? Why do we always want somebody that somebody else doesn't want? You know, he liked Trubisky. He liked Pickett. He, you know what I mean? I'm, 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 
build through the draft. That's what I think, anyhow. So you don't. So so you're not a fan of like quarterbacks getting better with a change of scenery at all. Well, we tried that with Trubisky. It didn't work. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying Trubisky. I'm. You know, he was a number two draft pick. Somebody liked him. Yep. Lots of people liked him. Yep. I'm, I'm just. I'm not saying. I don't know. I'm. I'm you know. Why are we? Why are we dumpster diving through another team's trash? Even if Pony's right, they wouldn't be trading him if they if they didn't have the number one overall pick. I'm a little bit with you, Tim, and that goes back to what I said earlier here about it is frustrating to me to some degree that they let their college evaluation of a player supersede what the player has so far shown in the pros. In terms of guys who have been given up on currently in the NFL among the quarterback ranks by the team that drafted them who are good right now for the next team, Goff on the Lions, for sure. I mean given up on, not like like Rodgers doesn't count if he comes back healthy. Goff, for sure. Mayfield had a good year. Yep. He's been given up on multiple Geno times. Smith. And Geno Smith. Are there any others I'm blatantly missing who were I'm straight up given up on? No, not that I can think of. I mean, if you want historical examples. No, no, no like, I just want like modern no, I, day. I, I know, but I'm just like to his point. I mean, look at Brett Favre and look at Steve Young as examples of guys who needed that second team or that other opportunity in order to become I mean, in Young's great case, players. isn't it almost he's blocked by Joe Montana? I know he's in Tampa Bay to start. That's but. what I mean. I mean that that like I think Fields has been a has been a round peg in a in a square, a square hole, a square peg in a round hole or however the hell you say it for a few years in Chicago. And so I I I'd want to roll the dice with something. I'm not here to say it's absolutely going to work cuz I don't feel that way. But I think it beats status quo. So that's Schefter. Brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram and Peter celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. A lot of people want to talk about what Adam Schefter said about Justin Fields and the Steelers. A lot of people don't want to talk about the Nickelodeon game because I don't think, I think we're such a big football town. I think parents demand out of their kids. We ain't watching some cartoon broadcast. We're watching the real thing. You're a young kid. You're playing Mike football or Pop Warner. You're gonna, we're going to make you watch the real thing. We're not making it this our boss, Craig Riley, Silly begs broadcast. to differ. Craig, a couple minutes ago when he heard us. So You're not pr- supposed to read that. That was just for privacy. That's just a, that's internal. You sure about that? Did, did he give you permission? Uh, You're not supposed to read text messages unless you get permission from somebody directly. You can get in trouble with that. With, Craig, with, uh, do I have your permission? Yes, you do, Chris. Uh, he just said he watches the Nickelodeon broadcast because it's a way for him to still watch the game while his kids are happy. I guarantee you he didn't watch it last night. He's saying he does watch them, though. You said he yeah. watched the Toy Story broadcast. Yeah, yeah, okay, you roll that out for Jaguars and Falcons in what October. If- He's not – the Super Bowl means so much to Craig as a obsessive, compulsive gambler and, and our the Super Bowl fearless th- leader. No, 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 the Super Bowl doesn't mean much to him as an obsessive, compulsive gambler. Like, Utah Valley versus New Jersey Institute I'm, of Technology means a lot to him. I know, but he's still so into it and so anal about everything that he doesn't want to miss a moment that comes from Romo or comes from one of the big broadcasters because he was watching SpongeBob SquarePants what if, play-by-play. What if we found out that Tomlin liked Trubisky so much because he was impressed with his poise during uh, on the way to becoming the MVP, the Nickelodeon Valuable Player? What was that? Mitch Trubisky has an MVP award. He is a Nickelodeon Valuable Player. It was the, uh, the second time they made yep. the playoffs. Oddly enough, they lost the game, and he was named yeah, he, the Nickelodeon Valuable Player. Was it against the Saints? Yes. 
Uh, Pony, that tweet very, he sent very, out, very, very rare. That tweet that he sent out about kissing boobs didn't disqualify him from that. No, award. I, I don't think any of the, I don't think they tried to make a big deal out of that one on on the air. By the way, I have a nice hypothetical, Donnie, for little Stella. Pony says she'll want to watch like the regular broadcast. What if she tells dad over here, I can't watch Tony Romo. He steps on all of Nance's calls. See, I'd respect that if that happened. Throw on the MVP game where you know that Noah Eagle isn't getting stepped on by Squidward. Uh, let's get some calls in here. Let's go to Austin first. Hello, Austin. You're on the fan. Thanks. Uh, for the record, I would gladly watch Nickelodeon over Tony Romo again. So, <laughs> Wait, you watched Nickelodeon um, last night? No, he would gr- oh. gladly watch it over. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I didn't because I wasn't at my house. I did suggest it, but uh, nobody seemed to take me up on that offer. But uh, anywho, um, things I took away, and I think we would all agree, as someone mentioned earlier, the 49ers roster was stacked. I think if you have three key things, you can win the championship in this league. Strength in the trenches on both sides of the ball. Mm -hmm. Your draft picks, I think of Rice and Pacheco and Sneed, and that whole defense is loaded with rookie contracts. Mm -hmm. Is that McDuffie still close to our rookie deal? Yeah, he is. Yeah, McDuffie's great, What's the last one, Austin? So The last one was quarterback play, and it kind of brings me to the obvious one, but it brings me to my next point. After watching that game, I still can't tell what exactly Brock Purdy is. Um, it feels kind of mock to call him average because I think he's better than average. But at the same time, so I, some of the throws, I think he overthrew Debo Samuel twice and uh, misfired on a uh, shot in the end zone to Ayuk. It just seems like some of those throws um, could have been better. I don't think he gave him a chance. But I, I come away from that game, and I'm not blaming him whatsoever. I mean, not not at all. I think he played good, but... I don't know if you played great, Austin, I still am kind of uh, unsold on Brock Purdy. Austin, two things in my Purdy evaluation. I think that both sides of the Purdy debate, uh, he's way overrated or he's way underrated, can't really come out and plant their flag after that game. I think the thing we found out about Brock Purdy very definitively was he is not Patrick Mahomes, and that's like the difference-making factor here. Not that anyone didn't already know that, but like, I just think you saw, let me put it this way, you saw the disparity between the best guy in the league and a guy people are debating right now. And it was, if Patrick Mahomes is the Niners quarterback in that game, Pony, how much do they win by? Do they win by 40? No, they don't win by 40, 30? but they win by double digits. I Eric, mean, it's a blowout, I Eric think. is next. Hello, Eric. Hey, guys, how you doing? Hey, we're hey. good. Hey, uh, is it, are, are you guys sick of talking about the overtime rules yet? Why, is that what you want to bring up? Go Eric, ahead. I'm not familiar yeah. with those. Just like the Niners players, I have no idea. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, uh, say that you guys don't know the rules did, did either of you guys read the rules for the overtime before the game no yeah i neither did i who the hell would but did you look at it since then uh i like breezed through them i don't know like what you're looking for here but i didn't like read them okay. line for right. line or word for word why what's up all right well from the way the referees described it and the way the rules say it is they're starting a new game it's not a so the game ends if, after the first period, both teams have a possession and one team is ahead of the other. So mm-hmm. clearly that didn't happen. So everybody was freaking out about how the, the Niner or the, uh, the Chiefs weren't paying attention to the clock at the end of the quote-unquote first uh, yeah. overtime. Yeah. But it, it, it was going to continue on right. regardless because right. they didn't have it. So then the other thing which just struck me was the, when you read the rules, it, it sounds like if you start another period – you finish that period and whoever's ahead wins. And if not, then you play a third period. So 
I thought there was still a couple seconds on the clock when the Chiefs scored that touchdown. No, 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 no. See that? So yeah, there was, but but they scored the touchdown right. on their first possession, and the other team scored the field goal. That's yes. why the game ended. Exactly. You don't play like the full ten minute of overtime. Well, but it's not. It, it wasn't. It would. This the playoff overtime is supposed to be a full period of fifteen minutes. No, it's minutes. not. No, so it's, it's still, not. No, the only no, playoff change they have made, Eric, Eric is you both get a the, possession. The now. ref said it. If if there was a pick six on the first play, the game's over. Because in that okay. in that situation, both teams would have possessed the ball, and a team would have scored a touchdown ball game if it happens that way. So I don't get in the weeds here on some of this stuff, but I guess that's all right. Because it was confusing, and I don't think that CBS did a great job well, of Romo, clarifying Romo a lot of those just things. Stapling it onto the so Romo stapling it onto the end. When here here's like the context clue: the Chiefs were clearly not in a hurry there. So contextually, you have to know if you're a viewer. Well, it's obvious they're not like yeah. ignorant of the clock. But Romo hurriedly like pointed, "This won't end the game, Jim. If they let the clock get to double zeros, we're gonna keep going into double overtime." Like was almost overkill and hastily added on there. All right, you can follow us on Twitter. Brought to you by South Hills, uh, P- South Hills Key and Peters Township. More of your calls on what Adam Schefter said about the Steelers and Justin Fields. More of your thoughts on Super Bowl 58 at 412-928-9370. I told you guys we would not take a call from someone who actually watched the game on Nickelodeon. All right, it is time for Donnie Football's Game Balls. Super Bowl 58 edition, and they are brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh, human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. We'll start out by giving one to a losing player because this guy does deserve it. Made a little bit of history last night. Uh, Jawan Jennings, he would have been the MVP, I think, without question if San Francisco won the game, you think, right? Yes, I think he would have been the only choice. McCaffrey uh, fumbled. Threw Purdy. for a touchdown and caught a touchdown. He would have, and he would have been the easy pick. I mean, maybe if Purdy had done something... Spectacular and Ball Z on the last drive. Purdy has like a 70 yard touchdown scramble to win the game. Yeah, maybe. I would say Juwan Jennings would have won it. Yeah, uh, first. Throw one, catch one. Yeah, first passing touchdown by a receiver in a Super Bowl since Antoine Randall. Also the first player to have a passing touchdown and receiving touchdown since Nick Foles. I love Jennings. Against the Patriots. He's a restricted free agent, so he's not going anywhere. But if he were an unrestricted free agent, I would advise. The Steelers picking him him up. He is, from what I've seen and heard, they're saying he's the best blocking receiver since Heinz Ward. Big dude, too. 6'3", 215. Heinz was 6 feet, 200 pounds, and very famously was never given a chance to be anything. And was a college uh, or high school quarterback just like uh, Jennings. What's what's the right number for a guy like Jawan Jennings? His two touchdowns accounted for yesterday. That's as many touchdowns as he's had in the last two seasons combined. I think he's probably like an eight or nine million dollar player. You're paying about, I don't know, several hundred thousand dollars a catch then? Yeah, but I think some of that is the, like, look at the other guys in that offense. No, I understand that. I think it's a little bit of a projection. That's all. No doubt. So number one goes to a loser. That's okay. Jawan Jennings. Richly I mean, deserved. I, I, I never the Donnie really, Football I never really, Game Balls Chuck Howley Award. I, I I never really order these any particular. Oh, way. I I have them in strict order, and we come back and talk about them in the back when you're not there. 
<laughs> See, I always think the I always think the first name is in, number one or is number the bronze three. medal guy for Donnie. Uh, that's yeah, that is how I typically look at it. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I, I wasn't sure you saying number one. Number one is really number three. When you say number one, we say that's that's number three. All okay, right, so the the next one, if we want to say the silver medalist yes, on this you. one, you're gonna like this one. Tommy Townsend, the we, Chiefs oh, punter. Great hold. The Chiefs punter. He had a hold that, given the way the game ended, that has to be one of the best holding jobs on a field goal in league history. I agree with that. It was, it, a, it, it was terrific. It was a record long field goal. The snap was bad. It was high. It was I mean it was a fast snap. A hard snap, but it was high and inside. He got it down and got the laces spun, and then fifty-seven yarder from Butker. And then he Butker the hit play. like a, Butker hit like a three wood there. That ball never got like above yeah. halfway up the uprights, and he just just hit like a stinger, like Tiger Woods would. And also just very consistent when it came to, to punting the football as well, able to flip the field. I can't I mean, imagine I thought... Presley Harvin showing out in this situation, and he's allegedly the best holder in football. Oh yeah, yeah. His, his hold would have, would have come up big last night. You know what? The way that game transpired is one of those arguments for why you better get a new punter because Harvin easily had games bad enough to lose a team a game like that yesterday if he's on either squad. I thought both punters were really good. I mean, maybe it's just because this like we're used to watching Harvin. Yep. Definitely part I of it. I just felt like both guys were really good. Seeing and then Tory the Taylor hold, from Iowa, by the way, pop up in a lot of Steelers uh Don't draft mocks. one. Do not draft one. Okay. You made the mistake last time. What were you going to say? I, I, mean, was, I, I just thought the hold whenever it happened. Sure. I like made sure oh, to like, make note of it. I'm but like, that's why the Steelers love Harvin, because he's a, quote, elite holder, in their opinion. They feel like he would have gotten the ball down there in that situation as well for Boswell. That yeah. justifies all the crappy-ass punts we see from him, from him oh, yes. every week. And right. then gold medalist here. Number Mahomes. one, the balls. He he, he had he had the, the interception. Ball goes to him. The interception was was the rare time in a playoff game where I thought this guy might actually lose. And the 49ers needed to capitalize on that. If they get a touchdown there, I think they end up winning the game. That was their that was their opening. That was their opportunity right there. But he and still they did nothing with it. He still had uh, just under 400 total yards by by himself. He threw for like 333. He ran for. 65, I want to say, 66. So I'm going to give him credit for something. Uh, Romo said this on the broadcast, and I do think Tony has, like, moments of clarity where I wish they would actually sometimes follow up with, like, actually showing the picture of what Tony was clearly seeing. He had a chance on that game-winning drive to go de- to air one out, and Romo, he, th- he checked it down instead, right? And Romo just goes, great decision by him. I think if he chucks that ball, they lose the game and it's intercepted. And I, they never showed, like, what he was looking at down the field. I'm going to have to go back and watch. But you know what was amazing about him this whole, really, this whole season, but especially this playoff run? Count on – tell me how many just obvious, jaw-dropping, spectacular plays, the kind he became known for, he made, that, like, stick out in your head. The throw yesterday, the 52-yarder. He played smart. Yeah. but that's it, was like I mean. a, it was like a Brady Super Bowl. But, I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like he's a chameleon out there. You expect the the absurd, right? Like, to beat the 49ers the first time, there was that crazy throw to Hill on third down when the game had a chance to be a blowout that turned the whole thing. Yep. All he did yesterday was just take off running on a couple keepers, just do the right thing at the right time. There's, there is just – there is no consistent, reliable way to beat him – other than to basically have a guy in Burroughs' class of player and have your defensive coordinator call a masterpiece against him. 
Seriously. Yeah, I mean the 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 read option with the game on the line was superb. And they all never the way run around. read option. So he's even doing that stuff. Yeah, it, it's fourth down. It's like you got to get it or the game's over because it was overtime at that point. Yeah, there was like never a doubt. It's crazy, man. He he's just he is he's forgetting about last year. Give him the job back. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of public support here, more so than he's going to get anywhere else. I mean, he's going to go, yeah, clean slate, but he hasn't won games to get whatever team he plays for next year to the playoffs and save their season. So. That part, I'm a little bit, I'm not confounded by it, I shouldn't say. I do think it's instructive that he isn't buying their BS either. Like, you know what, actually what's best for me is even if I have to start number two on the depth chart or I'm behind a locked-in starting quarterback, it's just in my best interest to see what else is it's out in there. A, in the real business world, it's say you're in a business where you can be poached by another another company that does the same thing and you feel like you've been misled and mistreated at your current place of employ, and you know that there are jobs out there for you, you might take an inferior job, maybe with better pay, an inferior maybe opportunity for you just because you just want to get out of there. Yeah. And I, I do think he just wants to get out of here. Well, And I think he wanted to do that after the previous season, but because he had no new tape, there wasn't a single soul, there wasn't a single team that was willing to take him in. Now he knows there's going to be offers. They're not going to be. I think I think what's going to end up happening with Mason is he's going to get a deal that's like two years, $12 million from some team. I agree. I agree with that. And I, I got to be honest with you, man. There will always be a part of me. That, I'll believe this until I see it and maybe I'm proven wrong. If he goes to the right team on that kind of a deal as a backup pony, like a team with a solid offensive line, I will absolutely believe that he will be able to produce for them well, if he's I'll make, called on in a pinch. I'll make a prediction right here. I think he's going to end up being the Rams' backup quarterback. I think he's going to end up backing up Stafford, who's in his mid to late 30s, and I think he's going to go there and be underneath McVay in a good offensive system and hope that Stafford is closer to retirement than take and, over. and take over at some point and get a chance like Geno Smith did in replacing Russell Wilson. But he, he'll be in the right place in the right system with the right coach. You, that's my that's my prediction. Do you believe in that system he could thrive? Because I think he could. Yeah, so I do think I. He could ab- I. If he is... I think he I'll, could play well there. I'll go so far as to say this. I think if you give Mason Rudolph basic time in the pocket, like your average amount of time, I think he has shown that he has learned enough that he can cook. All right, and then the other part of this report from right before the game Sunday was when those insiders said the expectation in Pittsburgh is that they will explore adding Ryan Tannehill. Now, I know we've already touched on this. Donnie did immediately when uh, Smith got hired. We all thought, well, they're going to bring in a, a new quarterback who knows the system of the of the offensive coordinator mm-hmm. because that happens a lot in the NFL. Learning a new offense, hey, Kenny, here's an extra coach for you that knows what it's like in the offense, has played in it, and can help. Yep, kind of tutor help you, guide and you along, move you along, help give you the cheats so that you pick it up faster. Yeah, so I get that practical uh, advantage of of signing Ryan Tannehill, but to be honest with you, if that's what if that's their move at quarterback, it's a, well, here, it's a, it's a white flag, and it's Kenny Pickett's the guy. Come hell or high water, it would be hugely underwhelming. But that that would feel like if a five hundred pound man sat on my nuts, if that's their move at quarterback. Like, that would be... Better be careful because you have a shame bet coming your way. 
I was going to say, is Rakishi still kicking? <laughs> oh, he's still around. That's what that would feel like to me. How would you even know what a 500-pound man sitting on your nuts hypothetically well, would I, feel Well, like? I knew somebody who sat on his nuts and had to go to the hospital from it. The guy who played Mr. Belvedere famously sat on his own nuts, and they had to stop shooting for like two weeks. Yeah. It happens. I don't think he was five bills, though, man. That's Yokozuna size. That, that would just be like the most underwhelming. I know, dude. But it, don't you think that's likely with them? Expect less. What well, would, I mean, excitement, even if it's cautious excitement, fields. Yes. Excitement because even though you might think he's mostly done, he's still something different, and he had good numbers this year. Wilson. Again, you might think he's done, but he put up numbers, and it was a weird ending with Peyton. Tannehill is just, you know what makes me nervous about Tannehill? I think two things can be true. He's physically more or less done and would absolutely be better than what they have already. That's like what really concerns me. That's what me. like Florio said to us. Like he might be almost shot I, and still is better. I don't know. Uh, in that case, I'd want Pickett to play every single game because I would look at just any time Tannehill started as a complete waste of time in a futile way- effort to like get to eight or t- to get to, to nine, nine or wins. ten wins. Yeah. And keep the streak going. No, I, I, I want, I, I don't want any part of that, Chris. I would actually be, unless he was their third quarterback and they brought in. Well, if like, they draft a guy that has like potential, but maybe some red, not red flags, but has some work to do, and he was he started as their backup, and that guy you hoped practiced his way into the backup but, spot, that would at least but be. But even then, if it's a mid-round pick, that still doesn't give me uh, aspirations for this season. I mean, I just, I, I that would be a total letdown. The Fields thing is just. Like, I want them right now to take – I'm going to make another large uh, animal uh, reference here. I would just take an elephant-sized pile of excrement, dung yeah. and just pick it up and throw it against the wall and see what sticks. And I just feel like with if you were to trade for fields, you would at least be showing me that that's where you're at. Like, we're going to do – we're going to try it. It might not work. But we know we need to try it. That's actually the the point I like the best from you right here. If you go and get Tannehill, it again telegraphs that as an organization, you don't seem to realize where you are yeah. the way other people like, realize where like, you are. I know that like obviously this got a little bit uh a little bit effed up during the Hextall years because the guy was just so grossly incompetent. But the thing I've always at least respected about the Penguins is like Hey, we might make bad moves, mm-hmm. but we're at least going for it. We're trading our picks. We're going after big name players. We're going big game hunting. We're trying to land those whale players. Like we're doing it, and it might backfire in a horrible fashion and blow up in our face. But we've got the golden goose in Sidney Crosby, and we're going to try to milk him for as long as we can. Well, they the Penguins have always understood the assignment in that regard. They've always understood what their lot is and what they should be trying to do. Right. So, like, the Steelers, right now, like, the objective is to find the quarterback who you believe you can compete uh, for championships with. Even if you are pro Kenny Pickett, you can't say that about him right now. So, I wouldn't want to go into the season with just one question mark in my back pocket. I'd want other options. And a 36-year-old beaten-down journeyman quarterback who threw four touchdowns to seven picks last year and lost his job to Will Levis is just completely uninteresting to me. Well, it's, it's, the word is predictable. It's the, it is the most hands at 10-2 and two on the wheel, 
We don't rock the boat. Why would we rock the boat? We're the Steelers. Move that the Steelers could make. You've got to pick up the Titanic and smash it against the iceberg when you're playing in the Patrick Mahomes era. That's what you should be doing. Brother, you are preaching to the choir. I got to play better. I feel like I let the guys down. We got to score off the turnover, a couple of those fourth downs, the one in the red zone, and then the one ball to Deontay. I got to be better for the guys, for the team. It's disappointing, missed opportunities, and I didn't play good enough for us to win. And that's, that's how I'm feeling right now. Story of Mitch Trubisky, Steelers career, which ended just a few minutes ago. Jerry Dulac now confirming that he's been released. They're saving a lot of real money. They're not going to have to pay him. He's still counting against the cap, almost $5 million, which will be more than what their first-round pick will count against the cap. So, here are the Steelers' four quarterback moves since Big Ben retired. Sign Mitch Trubisky to be their starting quarterback. Draft Kenny Pickett 20th overall. Waste a draft pick on now two-time Super Bowl champ, Chris Chris Oladokun. Yeah, I thought you were going to honestly omit that, and I was here to make sure you didn't. And then... Number four, Barry Mason Rudolph on the depth chart. Mm-hmm. Inspiring stuff, really. They've handled it well. Like Frankenstein trying to do needlepoint. I mean, but, right? I mean, that's just... It's been horrible, That's man. not... The, the jury is still out on Kenny. It's not looking good. The other three decisions are absolute failures. Trubisky, wrong guy. Super nice guy. Salt of the earth guy. You'd love for your uh, your daughter to date a Mitch Trubisky type. But can't play dead in a Western. Mm-hmm. Kenny at 20 does not look promising. You frittered away a pick on a quarterback when a guy was still on the board who just played in the Super Bowl last night. And there's now credence to the point that Rudolph was the best guy among the three the entire time. And you never recognized it. It reads like a series of moves made by a brain trust that doesn't understand quarterbacking, apparently, or can't evaluate it. Like, I was having this discussion. You can say all you want that Kyle Shanahan is terrific at getting the most out of a quarterback once he's identified the right one to run his system. He's clearly done a horrible job of actually drafting guys to do it. Trey Lance was a bust. The Steelers... Clearly, as from Tomlin and Colbert to Tomlin to now Khan and Tomlin, they haven't figured this out. And they've done a, it is a real mark against them that they have, you just tweeted this out, man, and it just looks like flailing. Go back and think. We we had Hub Arkish on who covered Trubisky in Chicago. We had people from Buffalo who talked about Trubisky's one year there as, ja, as Josh Allen's backup and how, you know, guys loved him, right? Not one time in the run-up after the Steelers signed him did we hear anyone actually say, yeah, I think this guy can be a really good quarterback. Hub Arkish is telling us he basically can't see half the field. People in Buffalo said he was great in the preseason. We know how much that matters. Not a, not a bit. Oladokun was a joke, basically done to appease Kevin Corbett on his way out the door. And then I think actually you can honestly make a case the worst of these moves isn't even drafting. It, it isn't in terms of like what I think Pickett's going to end up doing to them, which is just a total waste of a first-round pick, you had Mason Rudolph in the program, so to speak, for a long time, and you were completely blind to the fact that he might have been the best guy right under your nose. Moreover, I think you were so like too proud as an organization to realize he might have improved. You never even gave him a shot. You formed your opinion, and then until it got to be so bad that you had no other recourse, you sat his ass on the bench. 
just a just a brutal stretch of moves at the most important position on the field. And here we are, the day after Patrick effing Mahomes wins his third Super Bowl in five years, and this is the garbage that we are talking about. Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. Let's see if our listeners can get as fired up as Malsey. Here's Bill in Homewood on the fan. Hello, Bill. Yes, sir. Hello, Bill. Said, what is what is the what is the reason they picked up trying to get Tannehill? That's like scraping the bottom of the barrel. Come on, can't they get a rookie or somebody? Of, I don't know. Yeah, Tannehill to me would just be a continuation of what we just railed against. Well, just be no. I mean, I, I think you've said it. Spinning the best. your wheels, you'd be a hamster on that wheel, and you'd be going. Over and over again, running in place. I just think that you're right to say that if you get Ryan Tannehill, it sort of suggests that you have no internal self-evaluated concept of where you're actually at as a franchise with that position. It just says, like, no, nothing's wrong here. We're good. We just need a steady veteran backup. Need a hell of a lot more than that. Uh, Rooney said urgency. That would be more just patience if they did that. Let's just exercise patience. We're just having somebody here who's going to help too Kenny. Crazy. We want to help Kenny with a veteran who knows Arthur Smith really well. And yeah, if Kenny gets hurt, like is usually a guarantee that he now, will, we can have him tap in for a game. One of the things I love about Donnie is that Donnie can sometimes, he's against something. He's dead set against it. But he is such a, he's such a positive human being that the move that he argued against can happen. And because he wants the Steelers to win so badly, he can start to think, well, maybe this will work. Maybe Talk there himself is, into it. Yes, maybe this is a glass half empty, a glass half full thing. Freudian slip. You are incapable of doing that, Malzi. No, I'm usually the guy that even if I think it might work out, I say the glass is broken, your hand is bleeding. Now, if they actually were to sign Ryan Tannehill, Donnie, would you eat would you see even a sliver of positivity in that would you be able to see anything good in a move like that? Not really, no. I mean, maybe just the the fact that here's somebody who could help a young quarterback that you have, but at that point, like you're already you already have a guy in his third year who if he doesn't get going now, like it's over. Like if it's not over already, they're gonna stick with this guy, Kenny Pickett that being for the third year. I think the only thing that Tannehill can provide is like guy that's at least been around a while who's not Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky was not someone who's been around a while whenever he came in here. Like Tannehill's been in the league for over 10 years. He actually did Oh, you mean like a like a straight like a grizzled veteran player. Yeah, he actually did play well at the highest level at some point. Like not just a guy who like for whatever reason the Steelers had an attraction to Boys, Mitch we Trubisky. got more news here. What? Go ahead. Two more releases by the Steelers. All right, let's hear it. Chooks, goodbye. Yep. Presley Harvin. Yes! We hardly knew ye. That's because Tommy, Tommy Townsend got a game ball last night. Sorry, You're all Donnie. welcome. No, that's You're good. all welcome. Did not mean to rain on your parade, well, Donnie. That, that part but I But I like. thought that last part might pick the mood up here, that, baby. That absolutely does. Tory Taylor, welcome to Pittsburgh. Don't even have to change your uniform. Well, it was just starting to feel like uh, Harvin was a sacred cow. Like the, every coach, not just Tomlin. The king of holds. Every, yes, every team, every coach has like four or five guys that he really likes. And he gives them third and fourth and fifth chances because he's... Dan Bilesman was that way with Craig Adams. 
Dan Bilesma was that way with Joe Vitale, who I'm convinced could not have skated up and down the length of like, the ice without falling down. You know what I mean? Like, baseball managers always have a guy like that that they just who was, love. Who was the Pirates guy during Hurdle's, like, heyday? When they were good? So Sean Rodriguez get... was definitely one of those guys. Do you guys. remember who was one of his guys? Brandon Inge. Right, so, like, I kind of thought that Harvin was going to have nine lives. I and didn't, so I'm happy uh, that they actually did something. And then the Chooks thing had well, to, the Chooks thing had was to gonna, happen. That was fait accompli. I almost didn't even say that He part, was guilty of insubordination for just... I thought he was, and it was and, funny. And poor play. Um, I thought Tomlin maybe telegraphed, though, that as much as he might have liked Harvin for certain things, he was getting sick of it at the end of the year. I think he was acknowledging, like, this is pretty bad. Mike, is, is punter a position that you'll look to maybe improve next year? You know, I'll acknowledge that Presley was, was not consistent enough, uh, particularly down the stretch. And for that, he got his walking papers today. This is just a move by the Steelers in the last few minutes that is an indication of how disappointed or upset they were in Harvin in another year as the Steelers punter because there's no cap savings here. As Ray Fittipaldo pointed out, it's $20,000. That's his... Uh, that's his dead cap hit. I mean, it's very little in the way of savings. So the Steelers have freed up around $12 million, 11 to $12 million in cap space here with three moves in the last hour. Trubisky gone, Okorafor gone, and now Harvin gone. Okorafor had nice savings uh, on his. Yeah, that's, that's, that's $8 million in it's savings. Almost no, it's actually almost 9 He goes from 11 yeah, to right. 8 to 3.1. You're right. So Harvin's just, you know what's very funny? You watch us right now on the 93.7 The Fan live video stream, and Donnie was going on about Ryan Tannehill. Pony couldn't even really, uh, you know, squeeze optimism out of him on that one. I said, breaking news, Steelers have cut Chooks, and and when I said Presley Harvin, you would have thought Pony had just found out that the team was going to draft Drake May. Arms up in the air, genuine excitement, a big smile. That's what we're excited about right now. For good reason, I might add. Well, what, what what annoys me, though, now thinking about it is they trusted him to punt in a potential bad weather playoff game in Buffalo. While at the same time, they had to be thinking, this guy is so awful, we don't even want him on our team next year. I know. Like, it's better late than never, but still... It's, it's like, another half. It's honestly another half measure, but it, man. It's just like starting Trubisky in the playoff game against the Colts. They're just they're just a step slow in everything they do. I used to feel like the Steelers were one of those organizations, not to the extreme end of things like the Patriots, where they would get rid of a guy maybe a year two too early, or two or three years too early. They were almost too businesslike. Yeah. Like now, guys for the most part get a very very long leash. Harvin shouldn't have been their punter at all last year. They had a guy in camp to beat him out. They were loyal to Harvin. Harvin sucked pretty much all year with the exception of maybe one or two games. Mm -hmm. And the other guy, Donnie, what was his name? Brandon Mann? Braden Mann. Braden, Braden Mann, Mann had a pretty good better. year. Manfred Mann. Yeah, he was. No, he averaged uh, his significantly better net punting I mean, average. how long have you and me been sitting in here doing a show together and saying, what the F do they see in Chooks? A long Why time. Why is he their starting tackle? Why did they give him such a big contract? And fans said the same thing. And you know what really got him You know what got him in trouble? Not any of those things, having a bloated deal or any of that stuff. 
He, pu- was, he lipped off. He, he mouthed he, off. He mouthed off in a way that, while it's completely unacceptable for a player to do, when we all heard what he actually said, we all kind of chuckled and said he's probably onto something like most fans would agree with him because that's how frustrated we all were. So they made these three moves in their official. They're not just reported. The Steelers put out uh, they put a it press on the release old team letterhead. saying that these guys are gone. It's like they're, they're, they're trying to frame it like it's the respectful uh, thing to do, giving these guys more time in free agency. Okay, whatever. Uh, I do wonder, though, if there's more. Because if this is the if they're trying to give these guys a head start on free agency and they're getting rid of the guys today that they don't have plans for, mm-hmm. the fact that Allen Robinson didn't get cut in the last half hour troubling makes me think there's a chance he actually remains with the team. And the other guy who You can't wa- bring him back on the deal he's on, though. You have to do something differently with that deal. Because his cap hits almost twelve, it's 12 million, million bucks. bucks. You save $10 million if you cut him loose. So why hasn't he been cut with those guys? Like, Dude, it's, give him the veteran nod. He's in his 30s. Give him a longer time to give him a longer amount of time to catch on with somebody uh, there else. There is 11.9 million cap hit. One point, it's exactly 10 million different. I That one is baffling. The other one I thought about is Peterson. His cap figure is almost 10 million bucks. They're going to pay him that next year? Yeah, that I mean, he. How was, about Ogan Joby? They're going to pay him thirteen million. They've got to restructure some of these you guys. You could pay Peterson. You're saving if you cut him loose almost seven million dollars. Robinson, you're saving ten. Say you cut both of those guys loose. And I think in Robinson's case, you absolutely can because you should be able to find wide receivers. Peterson's case, honestly, they're not even going to use more than two receivers right. in this uh, Arthur Correct. Smith offense. You'd save about seventeen million dollars there. You couple that with what they just cut loose. That's thirty million bucks paired off. You're not paying a quarterback big money this coming year. What are we doing here? And you can't restructure Robinson, and you can't restructure Peterson because both of those guys are going into the last year of the deal. Other contract, so you got to ask him to take a straight up pay cut to lower the cap figure. On I those just guys. I would cut both of them loose. Definitely Robinson, man. Wasn't yeah. you know why? Allen Robinson, supremely nice dude. We heard from everybody. You couldn't ask for a better pro in that locker room dealing with the media. All but that also stuff. cooked. Well, also here, here's just the problem. Cooked. Well, I, I think he actually would probably look slightly better in a real offense, which they didn't have last year for the ma- majority. What was one of the things Allen Robinson was supposed to do that everyone touted him for? Be such a good, a respected leader for those wide receivers. George Pickens will learn from him. When did George Pickens behave the best and be the best teammate? What was the what was the factor that made him into the that? The catalyst was a quarterback change. Who not got some him conversation the ball? That Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson had with talking him. to him didn't make him finish blocks. Knowing he was getting the ball did. Come on, Deontay Johnson didn't go, you know, hell or high water for plays and play hard the last three weeks of the season because Allen Robinson was in his ear whispering, "He's got to be a better pro." Still might end up being real. Told Donnie off air his favorite part of the game last night was the usher halftime. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.